I'll go to Mark 4, verses 13 through 25. And I got to put my eyes on. Hallelujah. Thank God. Hallelujah. Mark 4, 13 through 25. Um, and it says, And he said unto them, Know ye not this parable? And how then will you know all parables? The sower soweth the word. And these are they by the wayside where the word is sown. But when they have heard, everybody say heard. Satan cometh immediately and take it away the word that was sown in their hearts. And these are they likewise which are sown on stony ground who when they have heard, everybody say heard. Heard the word immediately receive it with gladness and have no root in themselves. And so endure for endure for a time. Afterward, when affliction or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. Keep going. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And these are they which are sown among thorns, such as hear the word. Everybody say hear the word. And the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the lusts of other things entering in choke the word and it becometh unfruitful. And these are they which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word. Everybody say hear the word. And spake and believed and received it and bring forth fruit, some thirtyfold, some sixty, and some a hundred. And he said unto them, Is a candle brought to be put on a bushel or on a bed and not be set on a candlestick? For there is nothing hid which shall not be manifested. Neither was anything kept secret, but that it shall come abroad. If any man have ears to hear, let him hear. And he said unto them, Take heed what you hear. With what measure you meet, it shall be measured to you, and unto you that hear shall more be given. For he that hath to him shall be given, and he that hath not from him shall be taken even that which he hath. And we're going to go to Revelation 3 and 13. One more scripture. Revelation 3 and 13. Scripture that we did the other night. Um, it just says, He that have an ear, let him hear what the Spirit said unto the churches. Amen, amen. Now, you could just turn to your neighbor and ask your neighbor, Are you a remnant saint? Amen, amen. We just thank God. You can be seated. We just thank God for the word this morning. We just thank God for the word that he has given me um, this to just proclaim to you all this morning. Um, and we're going to stay, as, um, as we say, in line with what, um, what God is speaking to the house this morning. Uh, we know and we keep hearing it, but we keep hearing it so, so, because we want you to get it inside of you, get it in your inner man. We enthrone God. That's where we started. We enthrone God knowing that we have a high priest. Remember, who is the final offering of sin? There is no more offering of sin. And our faith is towards him. Therefore, we have been given immutability and have been made righteous, hallelujah, and innocent because we hear the word, believe the word, speak the word, become the word, and behold him who is the word. And because we do all of this, that is Hebrews 11 and 2 says, we said we have a good report. We have a good report. That witness, that's, that's something that can only be shown, as we said, by divine revelation of God. 
It's not seen by the natural eye. We just uh, sung a song this morning that I believe, I believe what my eyes cannot see. Do we truly believe what our eyes cannot see? We have to ask ourselves that because sometimes we say things and we don't really mean it. But you know what? We got to speak those things that be not as though they were, right? So we're going to continue to speak that word. These things are not seen by the natural eye. And we're like the elders. Remember, they obtained a good report. They obtained a good report. So because they said the same thing that God says. So we're going to say the same thing that God says. We believe we have hope because we said, for hope seen is not hope. That's right. We can only have all of this if we have ears to hear. We can only have all of this if we have ears to hear. Mark 4 and 9 and you don't have to turn to that, but Jesus is talking. He said, he that have an ear, let him hear. And Revelation 3.13 goes a little bit further. On. On Revelation 3.13 says, he that have an ear, let him hear. But it includes what the Spirit says to the churches. Right. Have you ever thought about this? Everyone has ears. Look around you. Anybody in here with no ears? No. Everybody has ears, don't they? But guess what? Everyone, everyone does not hear. Everyone has ears, but everyone does not hear. And you know sometimes, you know, even with our natural ears, you think about it, we have the wax build up and it keeps us from hearing correctly. Everything comes out a little muffled sometimes. Um, sometimes we can be a far off from a person and they say something and we really don't hear that person clearly. And sometimes we can be distracted. We can be um, looking at TV or reading the word or whatever and then someone talks to us. And I know that all too well. Because even as Elder Johnson, he'll say things to me. He'll say, well, um, remember, I told you that the other day. And I'm thinking to myself, I don't know what he is talking about. But guess what? I was distracted when he was talking to me. And he begins to tell me, he says, well, you know, remember, you, you were reading. I'm like, okay, I was distracted. I did not tune my ears into what he was saying, right? He, it's not that he didn't tell me, it's that I didn't hear, okay? And that's how the word is. It's not that God doesn't tell us. It's not that the spirit is not speaking to us. It's just that we don't hear, even though we have these ears. Pastor said the other night, he said that the word isn't for everyone. That's a little disturbing to you, isn't it? The word isn't for everyone, but guess what? He said it's just for those who have an ear. So it can be for you if you have an ear, according to Revelations 3 and 13. So it's only for a remnant of people, those who have ears, to hear. Okay? It's only for a remnant. And remember he talked about the remnant, the remnant being the remainder what's left over after you divide. Okay? That's the remnant he's talking about. Those people who everybody hears the word, everybody's under the word, but then they don't have the ears to hear. So that's the remnant we're talking about. Sometimes we 
don't, we are not the remnant because we, we're just getting knowledge. You know, a lot of times we get puffed up because we want to get knowledge. We want to hear, we want to know more and more about the word. We, we want to know more and more about the word, but not because we want to live it, but because we just want to show to everybody that we know it. If we turn, if you would turn to 2 Timothy 3 and 7 for me, I want to show them something. 2 Timothy 3 and 7. And they're going to put it up there for you. Why they're putting it up there, it says that we're ever learning but never coming into the knowledge of the truth. Ever learning and never able to come into the knowledge of the truth. Think about it. You have people who know all the scriptures, as we said. They can quote a lot of them. They might have 100 scriptures they can quote. And they know exactly where they are in the book. And I'm like, how do you do that? But anyway, I, can't, I don't have 200 scriptures in my repertoire that I know exactly where it is. I have 200 scriptures inside of me, though. But, you know, I might not be able to tell you where they come from. But one day, Marsha and I, I thought about this. Marsha and I was out working, and we ran across this pastor. And the pastor said, um... What's your favorite scripture? It was like he found, you know, he found pleasure, he found pride in knowing a lot of scripture. And, you know, I was thinking, I was like, and I said to him, well, there's so many, you know, because really all the word is my favorite to me. Whatever I hear, that's my favorite, you know. And he thought that I was trying to get out of telling him a scripture. So, you know, I just threw one out there at him. You know, gave him one. And then he goes, well, where do you find that? And, you know, and I told him. And then Marche began to tell him um, her scripture. But, you know, we have people like that. We have people like that. They're ever learning. They're ever learning the scripture, ever knowing it, but never coming into the knowledge of the truth. Now, one thing about it is, um, when you say come into, look at that second part of that scripture. It says, never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. That's just like you and your friend. Let's think about it. You and your friend, y'all decide, y'all on the phone, y'all decide y'all going to a restaurant to eat, right? You're, okay, we going to Ruby Tuesday. You have so much knowledge about Ruby Tuesday. You know, oh, there's three Ruby Tuesdays influence. Okay, which one are we going to? And you know, oh, we'll meet at the one at the mall because we can shop a little bit afterwards, right? And then you think about, you begin to tell them about the menu. Oh, they got these pork chops. Don't ask me how I know. But they got these pork chops. They're so good. And they got this and they got that. We know everything. We know the quickest route to get there. We know the menu. We know everything. But guess what? We got to come to it, don't we? We can know everything. We got all the knowledge about it, but we've got to come to it. Okay? And that's just like the word. You know, I'm over here, and I'm, and I'm learning the word, and I know the word. I'm ever learning, ever learning, like it says. But guess what? The word says that they're not able to come to the knowledge of the truth. I have to come to that knowledge. Think about it. I have to come to that restaurant. I have to come there so that I can, so that I can eat. So that's what he's saying. We have to come into the knowledge of the truth. We have to come. And that word come is kind of like when we, when we say come into Okay, come in. Because when we tell somebody to come, 
We want them to come to us. So we tell them to come to our house. We're not just telling them to come and sit in the yard. We want them to come in. So that's what it, we have to come into the knowledge of the truth. We can't just know it. We have to come into it. We have to live it. We have to live it every day. And if you want to be a remnant, you've got to come to the knowledge. You've got, as we say, to become. You've got to become the word. And we do that by hearing the word. That's how we do it. Come means move or travel towards something or into a place thought of as near or familiar to the speaker. So we have to come into the knowledge of the truth. And as I said, as we come into the knowledge, we have to become the word. Hebrews 3 and 15 says, Why it is said today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the day of provocation. This scripture, and you can put that up for there so they can see it, so they can know that it's word. Why it is said today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your heart as in the provocation. This scripture connects hearing the voice of God in your heart. In other words, do not be so insensitive to hear the voice of God. And if you notice, it's from the heart. It's connecting the voice to the heart. Because he said, hard not your heart. He don't want you to be insensitive to the, to the voice of the Lord. And you, can't, and you, don't, become insen- you don't become insensitive to it. Okay? So this scripture connects to hearing the voice of God in your heart. Now, not just with these things that we have on the side of our heads. He to have ears, let him hear. Not just these things that grow up on the side of our head. But also the heart, the inner man. Okay, we hear with our heart, y'all. Just think about it. Look at that word, heart. H e a r t, heart. You look on the inside of it, got the word ear, right? And if you take the t off, you got the word hear. So we have ears to hear in our heart. Okay, so that's where really, that's where it really comes, y'all. We can hear here. But we have to hear here in our inner man, in our heart, okay? So we have to hear with our heart. But our heart sometimes can be like our natural ears, full of wax. There's a foreign object in it. There's something in it that keep, that's keeping us from hearing what God is truly saying to us. So we have to get that wax. We have to remove that wax out. So that we can fully hear. Our heart can also be like our natural ears. Because we are far off and we can barely hear someone. You know, that's just like I'm standing here. Brother Tony way back there, he tries to say something to me, I can't hear it. That's like when we do announcements and somebody's mouthing something to the person doing the announcement they can't hear. It's muffled, right? It's And it's... They are far off so they can barely hear. So think about it. Are we f- are far off from the word of God? Is that why we can't behold the word? Is that why we can't become the glorious church that we are? Is that, is that why we don't believe? Is, th- is that why we're not innocent? That we're not the righteousness unto holiness? Is that why? Because 
we are far off. We are far off from God. We're sitting here and we're hearing with our natural ears, but we are far off. So we barely can hear what the word of the Lord is saying. And also, as we say, being distracted. Remember, I gave you the example of being distracted. Think about it. Hmm. How distracted are we? Word goes forth. We're sitting here. We look like we're listening. Because <clears throat> even as I said to you, Elder Johnson thought I was listening. I looked like I was listening. But apparently I was not. Because when the conversation came up again, I had no idea what he was talking about. So let's not be distracted when the word of God is going forth. Let's not sit there and think about this pastor said what we're going to eat when we, you know, when we leave here. The fried chicken can wait. Let's not think about, you know, uh, well, who I'm meeting with, or I'm going to the restaurant, or what I'm going to do afterwards. That can wait. Let's make sure that we are not distracted because we want to hear the word with the ear of our heart. We want to hear the word through our inner man. And one thing I noticed and I think, you know, if you read the word, you notice that the heart of the man is the worst part of the man before he is regenerated. Remember, God said the heart, you know, is, is deceitful. You know, it's evil. But that's before the regeneration takes place. But then when, it, when, when it's regenerated, when we have the word in us, we have the spirit in us, that's the best part of the man. After we're regenerated. Matthew 22 and 37 said, Jesus said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. Just as the integrity of our physical heart is vital to our physical being, our spiritual heart is even more vital to our spiritual life. That's why God says, He who has an ear, let him hear. And let's look at what happens when you don't hear. And when he says hear, he's talking about hearing and hearkening, you know, to what the word says. Come into the knowledge of the truth. Okay? So let's take a look at Mark 4, 13 through 25. This is what happens when you don't hear. I tell y'all what, um, this, this really blessed me, you know, as I, as I was uh, it really blessed me. Mark 4, 13. And they'll have it up there, but I'm reading. I think I have the um, New King James Version, so my words will be a little bit different. And it says, and he said to them, do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables? The sower soweth the word. Listen to this. The sower, the word comes forth. The word is going forth. The spirit of the Lord is bringing forth the word. And verse 15 says, and these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. When they hear, everybody say hear. Yeah. Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. Now these are the ones, and if you look at verse 4, you can parallel it with verse 4. It says, as he sowed, and some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds of the air came and devoured it. That's when Satan comes in, and he just immediately takes the word away. Because it fell, not in 
a good ear. I'm saying the ear that's in your heart. It fell on the ear here, but not the ear here. Okay, the ear that's in your heart. And then it says, if it goes on to verse 16, these likewise are the ones sown on stony ground who, when they hear the word, immediately receive it with gladness. And they have no root in them themselves, and so endure only for a time. Afterward, when tribulation or persecution comes, arises for the word's sake, immediately they stumble. You heard the word with the ear, these ears. And as soon as tribulation came, you stumble. You heard the word that says that we have been given immutability. That means, you know, our mouth should always be praising God. We should always be saying something to glorify God, our Father. But when tribulation comes, what we do? We begin to speak the opposite. Our confession, remember confession is to speak the same thing God says, right? But our confession turns to something else because of the tribulation that has snatched the word of God from our hearts. Now, if you look at verse 18, it says, Now these are the ones sown among thorns. They are the ones who hear the word. Everybody say, hear the word. And the cares of the world, the deceitfulness of riches, and desires for other things entering in choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. Hmm. Another situation. The cares of the world. Look at it. The deceitfulness of riches. Hmm. They come in and they choke the word, and now the word is unfruitful. It's not that the word was not given. It's not that you did not hear the word, but where did you hear that word? Did it get inside of your heart? Did it get inside of your inner man? When we talk about the heart, we're talking about the inner man. But I'm going to tell you, I looked at verse 20. It says, but these are the ones sown on good ground. Those who hear the word accept it and bear fruit. Some 30-fold, some 60, and some 100. Now, when I got to verse 20, I was like, well, you know, maybe, you know, with my smart self, maybe must be the word here must be different in the Greek in those other parts of the scripture than it is in verse 20. Because it said here, you know, I'm smart. Here it means the same thing. So, oh, we know that the Greek word must be different. So I go and I look it up, and guess what? The Greek word was the same thing. I'm like, okay, Lord. Okay, what, what's going on here? The Greek word was the same thing. It was akouo, A-K-O-U-O. And it just means here, come to the ears. Okay, well, they heard it. All of them heard it. But okay, you use the same word God even in Revelation 3 and 13. He to hear, you know the word, have an ear to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to the church. That hear, same word. But okay, well, some got what they needed 30, 60, 100 fold. But the others, the cares of the world, the deceitfulness of riches, Satan came to pull it as soon as they heard it. So what's the difference? And then verse 20, you know, 
I'm thinking I'm smart, but God says, read verse 20 again. So I read verse 20. Because you all, I had already decided, well, okay, I got what I need. It's getting in my bed. And it came to me. Go back and read verse 20 again. So I went back and read verse 20. And it says, but these are the ones sown on good ground. Those who hear the word, accept it. And that version said, receive it, which is the same thing. So not only are you hearing it with these right here, but how do we receive the word? Think about it. We receive the word from the inner man, from the inside of us. Amen. So that's the difference. Not just here, but here. Hear the word on the inside of us. Because then we can become those remnant people that God has set us to be. So we have to hear it and receive it. And as I said, that receive is that word for the heart, receiving in our heart. And I really believe that when it talks about the word receive or accepts that word, it's talking about beholding it. It's really talking about beholding the word, beholding him, because you know him, he is the word, okay? So beholding the word, beholding the word, because we know that this is my life. This is my DNA. This is my genetic code. This is me. This is the me that God knew, foreknew. He knew before he placed me in his mother's womb. So I now can behold the word. I can behold him so that I can become glorious. Okay? So that's what this, I really believe, verse 20, the difference is you hear it and you receive it. So we must hear the word from the heart. And obey it from the heart. And this makes us righteous. Romans 6, 17 and 18 tells us that. We look at Romans 6, 17 and 18. It says, but God be thanked that you were the servants of sin. But you have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered to you. But being made free from sin, you became the servants of righteousness. Amen. So we hear the word from the heart. We obey the word from the heart, from the inner man. And then we are made righteous. Then we are free from sin. Even 2 Corinthians 5 and 21 says, For he have made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Righteousness. Remember that word, correct, righteous. Innocent, we have been made the righteousness of God in him. The man of God said something. He said a true word will work for a remnant while the rest are blinded. A true word will work for a remnant while the rest are blinded. And I say to you, why they are blinded? Because... They do not hear and receive in their hearts. All of this may sound like foolishness to you, but I promise, hear with your heart. Hear through faith. 
Because even as we learn, does the unbelief of man make the word of God of none effect? God forbid. That's right. It does not. It may sound foolish to you, but hear it. Hear the word. Even in 1 Corinthians 1, 27 through 28, if you'll put that up. 1 Corinthians 1, 27 through 28. The foolishness that God has, cho has chosen. He says, but God have chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And God have chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. If you look at that scripture, go back to 27. It says, God chose the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. So it may sound foolish to you, but guess what? It's truth. It's truth. God is truth, and let every man be a lie. The only truth there is, is the word of God. And the only reason it sounds foolish to you is because it's contrary to what the outer world is trying to give us. Because in the outer world, think about it. We're told to get the American dream. We're told to get the car that we want. We're told to get the house that we want. We're told to get the wife that we want. We're told all of those things. But in God's eyesight, those things are not precious to him. He wants us to have the true riches. He wants us to have the true riches. And the true riches has nothing to do with those things. The true riches of God is that we behold that word, we become that word so that we can help others. So that we can help pull others out. So that as the man of God said, we can be so full of word and we can walk by. Come on, come on. Walk by them. Don't say a word and they be healed. They be delivered. The true riches, the true riches, is that what God is talking about? But we are so used to what the world is telling us. We can't hear. We can't hear what God is telling us. It's the total opposite if you really look at it. The total opposite. You know, even with our tithing, when God says, you know, you know, bring your tithes and your offering into the storehouse. Right? He even said, so that there'll be meat in my house. Guess what? Meat, the word. You want the word, you can have the word so you can receive the true riches. But yet you hold back your tithes because I got to pay for those other things that the world says that I need. I got to pay for my house. I got to pay for my car. I got to pay for this. I got to pay for that. Because really, we're just trying to keep up with the Joneses. But God says, pay your tithes. Because one thing about that is, when God says, bring your tithes, he really means that. That's not a suggestion. That's what he really means. Remember, his word is truth. Okay, if he says bring your tithes, then you bring your tithes. I don't care what needs to be paid. You bring your tithes. Okay, and you know, I can tell you even from uh, my point of view, you know, there have been times years ago when, you know, I think um, Elder Johnson was the one that was not working at the time. And I was working. You know, the first thought we had 
don't pay tithes because we got to pay this house payment because they're going to come and throw us out in the street. You know, that's the first thing we, we were thinking. But then we remember the word, bring your tithes. We paid our tithes. Nothing went lacking. Nothing went lacking. One income used to two. We still did everything. We missed nothing. And to me, I don't know how it happened, but it happened because I do know how it happened because I believed the word. I heard the word. I beheld the word. He said, bring your tithes, and I did. And if you think about it also, you know, we hear women, you know, you think about, and I say women because, you know, women are the ones that usually want to get married. Okay, well, you know, after that, that man in church looked real good. He's a church man, so I'm going to kind of attract him a little bit, but that's not what the word says. But we know that's not the words, what the word says. We know that the word says, he that findeth the wife. But guess what? We go looking. Oh, yeah, we go looking. Yeah, that's a good one right there. That's a good catch. Now, y'all heard that before. That's a good catch. But that's not what the word says. The word says that he that findeth the wife findeth a good thing. So everything that we've learned, we've got to unlearn. We've got to unlearn because the word is the truth. And we've got to hear the word with these and hear the word with our inner man so that we can make a change in our life so that the foolish things, you know, will be able to confound the wise. Okay? And then if you look over, it also says that, and God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. Hmm. The weak things of the world to confound the things that are mighty. That's the total opposite from what we would think. We need a strong this and a strong that, a strong woman, a strong man. But God says he has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things that are wise. And with those weak things, guess what? When we're weak, guess who's strong? God, that's what the word says, isn't it? So guess what? We don't really need to be so strong. We're just in him. We're in him. If we're in him, we're in someone who is almighty, all-powerful. We are in him. So we can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens us. Now let's take a look at verse 28. It says, And the base things of the world and the things which are despised have God chosen. Yea. And things which are not to bring to naught things that are. I want you to take a look at that last piece. And things which are not to bring to naught things that are. Isn't that what we've been learning? Isn't that what we've been taught? Isn't that hope? Isn't that hope? Calling those things that be not as though they were. Isn't that hope? Things that are not seen, that's what's most powerful. That's, that's the thing that's going to last. Things that end, things that are not seen. So God is going to use those things that are not to bring to naught those things that are. Right. The things that are not to bring to naught those things that are. But we see it the other way. We think that we got to see it. And then it'll bring to naught the things <laughs> that are not. But it's, but it's the opposite. He uses 
To, he uses the things which are not to bring to naught things that are. And think about that word naught. Naught means nothing, no purpose, no effect. So the things that are not are going to bring to no effect. It's not going to have no purpose. It's going to bring it to nothing. It's going to bring those things that are to nothing. If we have ears to hear. That's the important thing. We have to have the ears to hear. The ears to hear. Now the man of God said that glory was in this house. He said it. And that God was giving us the true riches. So guess what that means? That means those things which are right. sicknesses, illnesses, bondages, sin, divorce, wayward children, wayward husbands, wayward wives, all those things which are are going to be brought to naught. If we have ears to hear. If we are that remnant of people who actually hear the word of God and it is going forth. If we are those remnant of people who actually hear the word of God as we're reading it ourselves. If we are the remnant of people who hear the word even as we're replaying it back on podcasts or however we're listening to it. If we hear the word. It'll bring to naught those things that are. Now, whether or not we receive the word that we confess, hmm, should that change our behavior or our attitude? No. Because remember, the elders in Hebrews received the good report, and they died in faith. They heard the word. They heard the voice of the Lord speaking into their heart. They knew they obtained a good report. Their faith went out and brought them a good report. And guess what? And we don't want to hear it, but this is the truth. This is the word of God. Hmm. They didn't read some of them. Some of the promises they did not receive. But they died in faith. What they saw did not deter their steadfastness. It did not change their faith. So have the ear to hear today. Have the ear to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is speaking through this ministry. Have the ear to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is speaking through the man and even the women of God who stand before you to bring forth the word of God. Because if we don't, then we will not be a part of that remnant. But I say that in here, we all can be a part of that remnant. We just have to have the ear to hear. The ear to hear, the ear in our heart to hear the voice of the Lord and what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Amen. Amen. I know I was quick, but that's what God gave me. I'm not going to try to drag it out. I'm, I'm just standing before you speaking what I heard, what the Lord said to me. I had the ear to hear it. And so I just want to pray over the house this morning. I just really want to pray over the house this morning. As um, our pastor said, you know, when we hear a word 
and begin to hear the word in this season where we are right now. Um, this is a word for the church. This is, you know, not just an individual thing. So if you just stand, and I'm going to pray over the house. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> 